Welcome, everybody, to this new series of Agile Wars! Happy Friday, July the 8th. We are live from an undisclosed location. Sorry, we're late. Because we had some uh, internet issue. I see five people on... Um, on LinkedIn, again LinkedIn, I cannot see you in my studio, new studio we have right now, we are using a new streamer, welcome Twitter, welcome Rumble, welcome YouTube, still growing 15 new subscribers on YouTube. Are you ready to rumble? If you're on rumble, give me a rumble glove. If you're on YouTube, give me a thumbs up. Yes, 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 we are going to proceed and be bold. But moreover, we do it by passion and because we would like to bring solution into you. So tell me in the comment right now in the chat. The best experience on YouTube, so come and join me on YouTube, no delay. And I could open up at the end of the show a Zoom audio link, like you call in. We open for your calls and your comments. So welcome everybody, 26 people right now, wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Maybe now it's better this time, I'm sorry. I like like ACDC thunderstorm. No, I'm not monetizing Geneviève. Don't worry about it. I don't care. I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because I'm passionate about business agility, about Scrum, real Scrum, great Scrum. Yes, people, if you don't understand subsension, this inter, this dynamic of interrelation, you won't understand Scrum. And we are going to talk about it, maybe not today, but in the course of that series, it's the summer, a lot of people are going out on vacation, and you'll see less visual in the upcoming weeks, because I'd like to, I understand that I have more people following me on uh, the Dare Real Agile podcast, they grab it to run, do the spinning and everything with us. Uh, so, um, you know, in the communication type of coaching that I receive, it's always better. Like now I try to be more with you looking at the red dot on my camera. For those who are watching on YouTube and Rumble uh, and also LinkedIn Live. But we're going to less share screens and stuff because for the experience of the uh, audio listener, uh, it's kind of pissed them off. But we, we have a different type of thought about it. But this is, this is very technical, but we'll see. Anyways, so today, episode 74, 74 weeks in a row since Tulum, since my lab of blockchain and Tulum when I was exiled. It's amazing. So welcome, beautiful and amazing people, lovers of business, agility. What did I do? Ah, okay. Well, there we go. Um, so the background is provided by the Grand Sound, a great bunch of DJ. Uh, that I love so much for a while. So, so welcome again. Friday, July the 8th, live right now. Live streaming on the Friday Live Agile Show. So, I won't pay attention to the chat, but you feel free to ask your question, comment, anything on whatever, wherever you are. And uh, I'm pleased to welcome. Right now, I see five people on LinkedIn, about seven on Twitter. 
So also welcome, happy Friday. Maybe you're on vacation, maybe you're start some of your, of your holidays. And uh, and today I'd like to kick off uh, this Agile Wars series. A lot of people wrote to me and said like, oh my God, Coach F, what is it again? Are you going to rant about things? And uh, what, what is it, uh, another stupid old fake debate? Not really, but let me tell you one thing. It's because someone think or he thought that he was insulting me. Uh, my name is Alexandre Frédéric Jolie in French. Like it's, it's my full name. Uh, of course, I've got the initial AF because it's my name. It's not because it's as whatever you think. And uh, of course, Anna here at the lounge, <laughs> she said like, hey, well, hold on a second. AF, it's good. It's agile force. It's agile for fun. It's agility with fun. So you see, we could do whatever we want. It's a question of perspective. It's a perception, right? So um, what we did actually was um, I received that kind of an email. And, you know, for those who are following some kind of politics or what have you, well, there's this Alex Jones persona out there, like kind of a conspirationist or whatever. And myself, I'm an old being. I love to read stuff about uh, space and whatever. But the thing is, someone sent me a rent email, private email, saying that, ah, oh, you don't provide any solution. You don't, you always like rent and you always bold and you always scream and you do this and that. So you are the Alex Jones Vagile. And this motherfucker just gave me the idea of being myself every Friday at 12 noon since about a year, sharing my passion about Scrum, especially Scrum, Enterprise Scrum. That's what we were going to do. And, and to provide subject that anybody wants to talk about, actually the day I read Agile was something against the fakeness, against the pretension, against the fake it till you make it, against, it's, it's, it's against everything that destroyed this great movement, this great evolutionary movement that started in 2001. And if you don't stop it, all the big firm that they want to make money on top of great ideas, instead of providing value to people in the organization to face that VUCA, this full-on volatility, uncertainty, complexity that we face, if you just want to make money out of it instead of helping them for real, be aware that 2001 will commence again and it will not be a manifesto, it will be a club of winner, a club of performer, a club of edging towards customer-centric, customer experience, employee experience as well. To make this world a better place, a smarter, a smarter place, not better. What is better? More, more, more. No, we should aim at something smarter, be intelligent, decentralize, great ideas, open debate. You know, that's the future. That's the now because the future is now. Live in the today. So I started their Real Agile podcast, now almost 5,000 subscribers, an average of almost 1,000 downloads a month. It's amazing. Thank you so much. I received so much comment, so much email, because the podcasting world is not like right now you could comment right there right below this video, wherever you are on social media. But with the podcast, it seems that they send me an email, and they send me some sometimes some tips, and you could do so. Uh, if you're on YouTube and Rumble, all the links are in the description. Um, also, to contact me, that's the best way you go there. All the links are there. So, you know, the war is over. Really, because 
back in the day, a lot of people thought that the Scrum was in war because Ken Schrauber and, and Shutterland have a kind of a beef at some point and maybe some somewhere around 2005. Mm. Ken Schrauber is a bit like me. You know, he's, he's bold, he's, he's, he's hot, he's... Um, He's kind of passionate, and so so the he, he created Scrum Alliance. He disagreed with all the board and all the people were managing it and doing this certification program. So he went out and created Scrum Org. So that's really funny when people on LinkedIn, especially on LinkedIn, they said that oh, there's a war out for what is uh, the best Scrum, the true Scrum. And now, of course, Shutterland went out and created Scrum Inc. With his scale at Scrum kind of program with the Meta Scrum, so it's great work there. And I remember that Jeff was supporting Mike Beadle also with Enterprise Scrum because Mike Beadle created Enterprise Scrum in the early 2000s and kind of an agile architecture, agile leadership. And we did we did a program on it. Uh, by the way, it's already it's also available on the Dairy Agile podcast for about an hour and 45 minutes of explaining the basic of what is Enterprise Scrum to scale these good practice scale scrum to the entire enterprise scrum base manage with the values of scrum and i remind you that scrum is not is not agile stop it and 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 the funny thing is there's always been this kind of wars within the scrum element of it with the xp guys with the bdd behavioral uh, driven development and um, the asd uh, crystal development so so the war was the funny thing is in February 2001, the gathering of the 17 giant of, of consultant and engineer, mostly engineer, they gathered together to stop that war they have on, not social media back then, in the 90s, it was like these uh, news group and forum, you know, exchanging about things and my system is better than yours for software development. It was all about software development and they had forget the other IT guys, security, operation and stuff. So that was funny. That was really a lean mindset of let's do it and blah, blah, blah. and let's 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 give our ends to the marketing and business. But one of the things that in the early age of the manifesto, applying those four values and twelve principles to make decision, to manage decision, what happened was that the software guys and the engineer had kind of forget that oh that's what that's great now to create user story to engage in conversation and implicated the user and the customer into the development of any application or, or solution, especially from object programming all the way to, you know, more like software programming and e-commerce and web programming. But, but the thing is, they forget to really take care of all the valuable other stakeholders in the IT. So business at some point, you know, business are they are. So they say like, oh, the business owner, the marketing people, uh, even the uh, HR people, people care people, isn't it? They don't even agree within IT. They don't even agree within the technology kind of department of what is the best way. Is it classical project management? Is it an agile methodology? Is it um, using Scrum, a link thing? And then, of course, the link thing is, is so much like what we did from the manufacturing concept of the Toyotism. They brought it into a kind of a age of how to help business owner fostering their ideas sometimes. So maybe we didn't take the time enough to set and free ourselves within the technology. So all their day to say now to the business, you have to be agile. You have to have this mindset. If 
inside IT. So so there were many wars, but the 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 irony is that gathering, the outcome was this manifesto we all know now, and we celebrate for about 22 years, or 21 years, sorry. But the thing is, we thought the war was over, unfortunately, and the Scrum and XP, the battle kind of continues, especially with more newcomers, new adopters of it. And IT went into his war too, and in Somewhere in 2010, we start pushing because I was part of it after the blockchain revolution of the Bitcoin and and the fact that we said like, so applying Scrum as the process driver and applying any other methods with it. And it was misunderstood by Dean LinkedIn Well, who created the safe thing. And the safe thing was probably the first kind of system and process to be copyrighted. So from now, from day on, even after having for so many decades, since the 1990s to 2010, a lot of kind of framework process that were um, open source type of thing, you know, it was open to market, creative common type of thing, use my base and built on it, tailor it to your cultural context, your sociological context, your business context, and maybe even your SDLC, software development lifecycle, or product lifecycle, whatever. So, you know, so that's why Scrum become the most used among the system to create frameworks. And you even start seeing like company base managed by Scrum, e-architect, Spotify, Uber, Airbnb, part of Apple, part of GP Morgan Chase. And even though in that moment, after 10 years of developing version 2, the version 3 of Enterprise Scrum with Mike Beadle start happening. And then we were the first influencer of this business agility, managing that IT agreed on, on, on the concept of, of product management instead of project management. And then going on with... Um, Inviting business owner, inviting customer and user to partake in building the story of this product, of this customer journey. So we did a great job there. But all of a sudden, for the money-making machine, after SAFE has been created, and SAFE was a melting pot of every other technique out there, they misunderstood a lot of things. They were, they were saying, because we, they were engineered, that they were... <laughs> outcome-based type of people, but they created the monster of structure over people with nonsense. And moreover, it was this agile industrial complex that was born. And from there, by 2016, all the original senators start naming it, starting with a conference of Martin Fowler, then followed by Dave Thomas, the pragmatic Uncle Dave, and uh, Ron Jeffrey wrote a blog on it. And then Dark Scrum came in. I think it was also from Ron Jeffrey or Ken Beck. I'm not sure. And then Mike Beadle. Oh, yes, Mike Beadle. How agile are we? And actually, we're going to open this series of agile wars because, unfortunately, it's the second agile wars. The first agile wars was a lean wars 
was a software development lifecycle process framework war back in 1997 all the way up to the manifesto in 2001. So that's why we say like Coach AF, I want to open it. I want to lead the way that if you don't want to make a better sense of a collaboration, a better sense of solution proposing in an outcome driven for our customer that we consult. And you just want to lose your time posting about uh, one organization is better than another, except for say, I'll come back to that. Well, I guarantee you that 2001 will commence again And that won't be a manifesto with new values and blah, blah, blah. No, that will be a decentralized, next-level way of developing business, of making business strive, not survive. And the award won't exist anymore. And it's already started. So the couple episodes that will come this summer on both live streaming uh, on the Friday Live Agile and also it will be captioned and it will be done for the Dare Real Agile podcast because this Dare Real Agile podcast for business agility is primary mission is yes calling out the fakeness out there and promoting authentic leadership and innovation creative productive ideas ideas sorry But moreover, it's also these proposing. So that's why today's episode is is the great split. And, and let me, before we read something like from uh, from my master, I'd like, like, you know, just my resume of my thought on what I could read on Medium and LinkedIn. And, and God, <clears throat> I start taking more plain. And this is where I I have time sometimes to read about it. So... I might be, my attention might be kept there. But, you know, the war is over. I always say that. I don't want to create a new wars, but I have to be, you know, bold about this. Unfortunately, this agile industrial complex brought in us also to this age of imposition. It is not just agile. And by the way, uh, I will put link in the description to watch this great roundtable with five people. We were talking about it. We're exchanging about it. And unfortunately, we didn't have time to... to but there were some kind of base of proposition. And this Agile War series will concentrate on making it evolve. And I will hope to have some of those guests as a follow-up to this, inside this Agile Wars series of the Dairy Real Agile podcast. And the age of imposition is not just... An, and you could, you, could list, you could hear it in this roundtable we did back in March. And it's available on my YouTube and Rumble channel for life. And I will put the link, as I said, after the show. We agree that it's not just the agile consulting, it's not just the consulting firms that impose this kind of agility to make money because it's a, it's a flashy thing, it's a buzz thing. We realize that we are entering in a kind of a pseudo-imposition world of conformity, of everything is imposed socially, Climately, the government are not serving us anymore. They are serving interests and they impose on us a lot of things. We are becoming an prescribed world. And parallel to that, 
it's really sad to see the agile movement not proacting on it, not proposing civil agility to stop this age of imposition. And I said to myself, hmm, maybe that's because inside ourselves, inside our movement, whether you're part of Scrum, Lean, organization, and this agile movement or whatever, that there's too many people, I will say up to 85% of new adopters that don't understand that substantion, that don't understand this non-hierarchical, because substantion could replace hierarchy. Substantion is really the dynamic of relation between all stakeholders in a matter to, to achieve values. You know, the value stream that, that's made for that. And too many people take on the Scrum Guide as something prescribed, as it's really descriptive. It's not prescribed. And all of those who want to fake it till they make it men's eat of money and I'm not judging here but that's the problem too and like the safe flagship the flagship of this agile industrial complex oh and the scrum guide Jeff Shetterlin and Ken Schrauber created scrum in 93-95 depending on who you want to believe even though Jeff started to pick some ideas from computer programmers since 1983. And they don't hate each other anymore. So the Scrum Guide has been consolidated after they split their effort between Scrum Alliance and Scrum Org. And now, as I said, Jeff had created Scrum Inc. Scrum, it's easy to understand, really hard and disruptive to put into action Especially, again, if you don't understand this important value and dynamic of substantion. So, however, it's feasible. And see it in my, in my portfolio. After 900 teams since 1999. And following up and retrospective and everything. So, I can't wait to welcome guests to my Dairy Agile podcast to go further with proposed value. And do those guests who have also that have enough of these Medium and LinkedIn posts and articles that serve nothing, nothing but opinion of sheeps. Leads by perception on lead, lead by non-reflection, non-value. We are aiming to propose value in the upcoming show of the Agile Wars. We will propose solution and give client the best authentic professional services. Not only at my Agile Lounge, but with my next level agility for business agility, for a smaller world of work and business. That's the goal. That's the vision. And I predict a great split because unfortunately, we are kind of an ape. We are a lazy ape as human beings. I'm not talking about evolution necessarily here. But yes, but not. And because of that, a lot of people will... Why the A word, it's becoming disruptive in a negative sense instead of a constructive, positive sense as it was aimed to be? It is because there's too many fakers out there. There's too many people who just think for themselves. They don't think of the bigger picture. They don't think of 
helping the business being smarter working better with agreement with invitation satisfying their customer providing quality of services of solution the effect of it is also a smarter and better society as a well whole because we are all part we're substantial again if you want an image of substantial take the Reese pieces kind of cookie peanut butter is subsumed by the chocolate so of course if you don't like the peanut butter you should fill your chocolate with something else so that's substantial so that's why we say if you don't understand substantial you will never be able to configure a great scrum framework to your needs to your customer needs and even more so that's why I'm predicting a great split coming on and will it bring us to not creating another manifesto like someone proposed on my roundtable not creating an agile 2.0 an agile 3 whatever these things no I'm just predicting that there will be this agile industrial complex on one side continuing to mislead the upper management to propose solution top down only or even the other firm or the other people who are more kind of in the people first and the product management type of things that will propose only the bottom up so they will kind of influence teams and and and, and senior manager but not the c-level but you know the other manager or or maybe small business and startup that they will do great thing because it's bottom up it's it's flat based manage which is kind of better but in large-scale organization those who support our institution because i said i'm telling you there's a link the age of imposition and agility with the big firm and what's happening in our world with the government and the public institution are linked age of imposition it's everywhere it's a kind of a neo totalitarianism disguise and convert it's imposing we are imposed things I'm imposed to change my flight to go see my daughter in London. You see, so it's all it's it's not a great experience anymore and anywhere. So the agile movement was supposed to aim at it, the customer at the center of our for both the engineer, the designer, and the business and everyone. And what we see right now, it's even those who try to onboard those people to agility, they do it very badly. And they impose something and they do the one-size-fits-all thing. So that's why people are unhappy. They are having a lot of attrition. So the great split will be like this. You will have this old model just talking but not walking with the flagship as safe, among other things. And maybe this fostering dad Discipline agile type of thing. Okay, so that might serve at some point, but it's. I think for me it's a waste of time because government bodies and large scale organization, they could do it also in a decentralized way. You know, doing something specific for specific delivery team, specific design team, making them together. So it's feasible because I did that. I did that in some large scale organization, and again, as you know. To protect, I don't name anything unless we could have a guess, and they want to openly talk about it as a as a as a case study. 
but otherwise I, 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 I won't name anyone uh, that I work with even though you could see some names <clears throat> on my LinkedIn but I mean whoops sorry about that the thing is, I respect confidentiality and rest aware, rest assured, especially my upcoming client that this show, it's personal, it's passionate about subject like, so, anyways. So the great split will be that. And 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 Agile will, will dissolve into a more open business agility, a more open space technology, and we're going to create, we're going to start creating uh, these things. By the way, I'm so sorry. It's a new studio for me uh, today, mm, and I I see LinkedIn now on that studio, but I don't see your name. And it's been about uh, twenty some minutes. Okay, so anyways, I to you. I see there's about uh, 40, 45 people all across the board, but I have to get used to my new board. So I apologize if I'm not catching up on your message. And and again, as I said, I could open up in about twenty minutes if you like. I could open the line and you could call me on Zoom. Your face won't be shown, but we could hear your voice on this live streams and then after on the podcast that will be on the day real agile. So the great split I'm predicting is is kind of that. And we, we could see it right now. It's not like this stupid war of Scrum Inc. versus Scrum Alliance. or So that, that's the superficiality of, of the thing. What is going to happen uh, will be something more in terms of proposing solution, proposing value stream of adoption and evolution over transformation, invitation-based change of the open leadership network, and also my agreement-based change of the Agile Lounge for Business Agility. It will be all of these type of things. So, Yes, so we have to shock and we have to, and, and this, the, I'm predicting a, a new shock. And this great split will also mirror into our society between those who would like to live their life more freely and with maturity. So here's the thing. When we talk about agile maturity, it's a mirror about the citizenship, how mature we are. Could we build something between responsible adults? So that's why I think this, this movement center around the experience it's no more a product it's no more a services and it's no more a solution it could be those three but those three will be linked in the subsention again center about how do people experience what i provide as a business you see that's that kind of the new mindset and of course if you're not even in the basic agile not even with that kind of spark that you could find somewhere in this agile industrial complex, you're doomed to fail. Literally, there there is no way, even construction company, even farming, they have to adapt more incremental aspect of things. Because it's no way that we spend $20 million or $1 billion right away there and we just wait till two years to see a final product or well, final solution happen and just to give you an example without again respecting the uh, anonymous of of my client Maggie <clears throat> someone had um, said like oh we have to propose something to the executive committee but we're not ready yet and uh, we don't want to show anything so let's delay it for uh, September and with the vacation and stuff like that. Okay, on the principle or the tactical aspect, 
I could kind of agree, but let's say that you have a window of opportunity to present what I call the most valuable solution. Not the final end of what they want to present to have the buy-in from the uh, executive committee, but at least telling them that, okay, here's, here's what we think the definition of our proposition should be. It's a most valuable solution we'd like to propose to resolve that problem. And we are going to work for a first increment to present to you and the continuous improvement philosophy, right? So that is being agile and doing agile at the same time. But when I've pushed back from the people that should contribute to that solution, saying that uh, we won't have our 5-10 minutes at the executive board to start promoting this idea, this first increment, here it is, we have an MVS as a first increment, and no, they sound like we're going to wait for a meeting in September and we're going to propose them a, a finished deck. Of course, as their coach, I said no, but I'm not imposing myself anything, so if they want to do it that way. But I think it's wrong, you see? So just that kind of this example. As soon as you have something, okay, I could agree that if you really, really have nothing to, to show, don't just go and talk. You have to have something to show and you have to know that how many cycle or how many sprint, if you like to call it sprint, you will need to come out with a final thing. And you have to also advise that it will be in a philosophy of continuous improvement of the solution, meaning that it will never be necessarily finished because as long as we go along, so let's have this base, let's build on it, let's start working on it, let's experimenting on it. And then let's reach 80%, let's say, by October. And then by next year, we're going to have this model of governance, this solution. So you see, this is what is being agile. As long, as soon as you wait, you wait. If you have waiting time, if you have, oh, we need a sign-off. If you have, um, we need a final type of uh, presentation. That's not agile. Period. So the split. This great split will be uh, around those things, okay? It will be um, between people who really want to innovate. And, and by the way, <clears throat> you don't need Agile to innovate. You innovate, and if you want to go smarter and faster and better, you might want to make decisions towards those values. And those principles that help you manage those decisions. And like I just said, like instead of waiting to present something, you do a part. You dare. So could you imagine if Uber or even Apple iPhone didn't go out with their first version of the application for Uber with all the flawless? I agree. I was one of the early adopters of it back in New York. And yes, risk management, it's part of it. But I mean, if they were the first and then you see Lyft, Lyft is there now, but six years later, of course, they're taking a market share and 
and it's good because it's good to have competition. It's good to have other people that follow you and and propose a Samsung phone against the uh, iPhone and this and that. But when you're the first, when you're the real McCoy, it's already a win. And I believe that agility it's something that bring you there. And I believe after that and the continuous improvement, and we all you learn empirically of your experience, and because you did an MVP. Now it's it will always be an improvement of this product and go on and go on. And also the experience people have with your product, with your solution, with your services. A great example of it, I'm going to celebrate my sixth anniversary of the Agile Lounge for Business Agility, which is my brand channel for the uh, Agile and Scrum training, coaching and consulting. I come to a realization, but of course, I often say a joke, it's five years minus two because of this uh, kind of hold up that we had uh, in 2020. But the thing is, the way I am collaborating with my client right now, even on the pre-sales, are completely evolved from what I did back in 2016. And even though with what I did with other brand channel that I have to serve on specific other domain such as customer experience or digital marketing and stuff like this because yes I do it too you could contact me if you need a, if you need digital marketing solution and CRM customer relation management type of, of things we are also offering this under uh, my group company Pow Solution try to Pow Solution it's my marketing agency Agile Lounge is for what I said, like what we do here. So the split will be like this. You will have those innovators working together towards this evolution over transformation and experience over a fine final product and feedback loop. So that's the opening of the Agile Wars. That's the great split that I'm predicting. Next week is um, La Bastille. It's the National Day of the French Republic. So I might do um, the Friday Live show in French, even though my French speaker subscriber are mostly from the Northern Africa countries that I see. But that doesn't mean that they live there, but I know that I receive some comments sometimes from Casablanca, Tunis, Alger. So, uh, Shukrawi. Uh, no, sorry, Shukun. Uh, so, I might do a show in French next week. Like the same I did today, but in French. And I would like to end this show. I know I was late. I'm sorry about that. And uh, now, among the 30 people now still watching, please tell me in the chat if you want me to open the line. But... Um, before you start telling me if I'm opening the Zoom line for you to have a little interaction uh, before the end of the hour. Uh, we're going to extend maybe. I won't finish at 1 p.m. because it's only 30 minutes that I'm speaking right now. So I would like to um, read you something uh, that I um, captured the other day. In my feedback, I'm hearing the ambulance below the streets. Tell me in the comment below if you hear the ambulance. Because I'm curious, because in the feedback, it's very audible. Sorry about that. So let me see here. <clears throat> here we go. So I'd like to end this, uh, the great split episode of the Agile Wars with the 
article on Medium that, in my view, explained why we are in that deep sheet. And that also starts sparking us. It sparked me. I hope it sparked you about proposing solution and about using this customer-centric experience that include also the experience of any stakeholders that contribute to work in your company. So, to you, Mike, again. It was July 9th, 2017. And I will put the link to the original article if it's still there, but I know I capture it. That was on Medium. So, opening the code now, most of what I'm going to say from now on is from Mike Beadle, and when I will stop, it will be my addition. <clears throat> so, let's say, let's say it out loud, without restraints, political correctness, or sugarcoating, shall we? The Agile movement is not very agile. This came up within another little conversation that I had with Jim McCarthy at the Open Space Agility group. The other day, yes, the author of the core protocols and a guy that has the uncanny ability to make me more blunt as if I needed any help. But now this statement is really getting to me, burning me, really. How did this happen? <clears throat> Wouldn't you expect that we, the people that tell the entire world that Agile is the way to go, the way of the future, the better way, be Agile and what we do. Let's break it down a bit before it appears to be just another complaint rant. See what I was saying in the beginning? I'm really linked to Mike's work, no matter why we're such great friends. One, Agile Manifesto. Let's start here, from the original source that defines what Agile is. Real McCoy again. As much as I am proud of the merit, and remember, this is Mike Beadle speaking, so as much as I am proud of the merits and accomplishments of the Agile Manifesto, it's really not a very good explanation of what Agile really is. Mind you, not that there is anything wrong with it, it is just not very well explained. I think Alistair Cockburn has done a good job with the Earth of Agile, and it's still a great website to watch, with a better explanation. But I find myself at odds saying that the official source that defines Agile needs improvement. Shouldn't we be eating our own dog food and iterate and improve? Jim McCarthy call this abandonment irresponsible because the entire world depends on this and I'm starting to side with him I would appear to some that we the agilistas are too proud to take criticism or afraid 
of the mirror and improve. Are we suffering from the very same syndrome that those that we so blatantly criticize for not changing fast enough? I am currently working my own version of a better explanation of Agile. I will publish an article on this soon and I will seek community feedback but gain the official source is static. That is not a good sign. Two, Agile transformations. This needs very little explanation because everybody knows that. Agile transformations done by agreeably agile practitioners and agile coaches supported by agreeably agile leaders are not agile at all for the most part. In fact, most agile transformation are managed through traditional management techniques. Some people even use Gantt chart to describe their transformation map they call transformation plans. It looks waterfallish and their assets. Let's see the, the this roadmap of, of an agile transformation that look waterfallish. Assess, envision, plan, train, coach, deploy, done. To make this worse, most of transformation plans or roadmap are done. Uh, uh, excuse me, are done by external entities from those being transformed, which then force, uh, you know, the age of imposition, their disrespectful transformation plan onto others with little or no concern of their well-being, psychological safety, desire, or ability to transform. Agile wars! Here it is in plain sight. Is that the Agile way? Come on, we know better. You've heard Daniel Joseph Mizik make this point time and time again. And yes, some of us have offerings on more Agile, Agile transformation. For example, Open Space Agility and Enterprise Scrum, Agile Adoption. But we are not even close to make a dent in the overall picture. Three, Agile Frameworks. Frameworks. There are many things about the Agile Frameworks that are not very Agile. A. Development and Publishing. <clears throat> the way they are published, as Jürgen Apelo recently pointed out in his article, Agile Methodology <clears throat> is not Agile. <coughs> All the link will be put in the description, by the way, uh, on the comment, and the first pine comment. B. Genericity. Genericity. The way they map to different domains most Agile frameworks are just for software or product development. Enterprise Scrum is the exception as we handle 50 plus different activities. Uh, the genericity, being generic. 
Scaling, see, si, scaling. The way they scale, most frameworks have one option to scale. As if the scaling problem space was so simple or static. And most of frameworks only scales within software development or product management development again. And again, Enterprise Scrum from Mike Beadle is the exception, as it has over 1,024 combinations to scale. Can you imagine that? From one single static stupid thing from the McKinsey and other firm, Enterprise Scrum could offer you up to 1,024 combinations to scale and to adapt to your culture, your society, your workforce, your product, your market, everything. D, the configuration. We are still in the uh, Agile frameworks. So D, the configuration of those frameworks. Are configurable, excuse me, are configurable are Agile frameworks? Well, Most Agile frameworks don't have fully explicit configuration options or only make some parameters visible, just some visible. Let the rest transparent. Think, Marty, think! For example, Scrum allows you to configure it with one, two, three, four week sprints. But there are very many other choices that are tacit. For example, the introduction of techniques such as user stories, user story mapping, customer journey, the Moscow criteria of prioritization, architecture scan, release planning. Enterprise Scrum is the exception here as well, as it provides very many explicit configuration options. That's Scrum ban. Scrum? With no sprint. Just cycle and drop anytime you want and you can. E. Guidance. From some agile framework, even in the guidance, they provide it's not very agile. The greatest example again is the SFE safe. Okay? It's more agile than waterfall. We admit it. But is it really Agile? To be continued. Four. Agile coaches, Agile trainers, Agile leaders, Agile developers. Let's face it. As the interest in all things Agile has exploded, the percentage of truly qualified Agile people is decreasing literally by the minute. Sadly, our industry knowledge is very diluted. I am worried about it. Therefore, that's why I created the Real Agile Podcast. And therefore, this is why I'm doing this series of Agile Wars. To explore other ways. To explore and uncovering together new ways. Returning to my quotation of this great article from my late master, Mike Beadle. I'm still in the Agile coaches, trainers, and blah, blah, blah. Number four paragraph. Again, we are trying to change this by providing high-quality education. And let's accept it. We are not making any substantial progress in reversing the trend. We, 
the agilista, huh? including me maybe sometimes. My only hope is that even those believing bad agile or knowing bad agile can benefit from it and that therefore this gross collective ineptitude won't kill the agile movement and its entirety. Mike, you wrote that on July the 9th, 2017. It's exactly five years ago. Just realize that now. And we had those conversations also in the fall of 2017 and the spring of 2018 just before you left this earth. Mike, without knowing it on this Friday, July the 8th, and for my friend in New Mexico, it's the UFO day. I just realized that I'm continuing the chapter with Agile Wars and Their Real Agile to shake our community because to your question that you posed five years ago, that your hope is not that even those who believe in bad agile, such as safe, knowing bad agile, such as safe and the McKinsey, whatever, they could benefit from it, and that therefore this gross collective ineptitude won't kill the agile movement and its entirety. The way I feel right now, reading what's going on, especially on the LinkedIn linked out shit, and what motivates me to roar like a tiger in 2022, and have 2001 commence again. It's to answer that question. Yes, it's unfortunately right now in 2022, five years after this great push. It's killing the Agile movement. This gross collective ineptitude and the age of imposition of consulting firm and the pseudo fake Agile coach is killing the movement and other things too. It seems that the agile industrial complex and the money machine is winning over. So five years ago, we were wondering in a great lounge bar on the 57th Avenue in New York if we could reverse the trend. So this is my last chance with Agile Wars within their Real Agile podcast. And I hope to have guests to talk about it for the upcoming weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, Alexandre Frédéric Jolie, continuing the warning and the evolution, let's not be static. We don't need an Agile Manifesto 2.0. We need to create something in the continuous improvement movement. And let's finish that show with five Agile implementation. Or maybe not We'll, we'll continue it. Okay, I could. Fine. I was worried about... So, five and last Agile implementation. Finally, whether at the team, program, portfolio, or enterprise levels, the vast majority of people doing Agile implementation by whatever means are not really following the Agile principle at all. That well... They don't collaborate at all that well. They don't deliver working software that well. They don't talk to the customer all that much. 
They don't respond to change very well, etc., etc. Yes, we do training and coaching, but yet again, and especially with so many newcomers, a lot of new adopters, the percentage of good agile implementation is decreasing by the minutes. And I will say now by the second. Is there a way to change this and improve? Yes. It's an obvious answer. Let's make the Agile movement more agile. Well, until then, the above description is the ugly reality of the Agile movement right now, 2017. And my dear Mike, my dear Mike, it it worsened since then. And this is why we have the great split today on July the 8th, 2022, the great split. Because it will be those like Mike, Daniel Mizik, and myself who wants to be agile and evolve and being in the continuous improvement. And you will have those with a static, waterfallish, stupid structure over people thing. This is the great split, ladies and gentlemen. Take it or leave it. Either you come with us or you continue doing boring, stupid, and static thing. And yet, I am super excited about business agility. I dream of the benefit and positive change that working in a more agile way across all domains may bring to people around the world. Yes, that's why I also embrace the blockchain revolution and the decentralized finance for the bankless. I dream of an enhanced ability to please customer, to please worker, to innovate, to keep employees motivated and engaged, all while making profits for shareholders. What do you think? Tell me in the comment below, right now. Am I just growing to be an overly critical, straight shooter, grumpy old man? Or wait, there's someone's knocking at the door. I think they are representative of the agile industrial complex. They are now threatening me. So, I am the loudspeaker. Shut up or else. All joke aside, we are part of this agile industrial complex. It's not us versus them. It's all of us involved with agile one way or another. We are the problem. We are the agilista. We are not that agile. And come on. You knew this was coming. I pled to you, the viewers, the people who listen to it by running, by doing your jogging, that if you understand the problem stated above, and since you made it watching and reading this far, that is your moral obligation now that you understand these problems to help in whatever shape or form 
and in whatever role you are involved with to improve this agile movement and evolution as much as you can. The Great Split is proposing it. We don't want to impose you and to force you, but please, if you understand the problem we just stated in this episode and that Mike started speaking in, back in 2017... All it's take, it's a yes in the comment below or send me an email. Thank you in advance. I pled to the same sign, Mike Beadle, Alexandre Frédéric Joly. Mike Beadle, the creator of Enterprise Chrome and co-author of the Agile Manifesto. And Alexandre Frédéric Joly, a curious innovator, early adopter, of everything that pushed us to be authentic, to be real, and to help others thrive. Have a nice weekend.